On this episode of the Sade Dennis Podcast, we sit down and talk with Keisha Staples, mother of Antoine Brooks Jr., who was recently drafted to the Pittsburgh Steelers. We talked about the ups and the downs of being a sports mom and what she and their family did to lead Antoine all the way to the NFL. Guys, we're just going to hop right on in uh, to this uh, conversation. Um, you know, you guys saw the intro. Um, I'm really excited today to have my friend and super mom, Keisha Staples. Keisha, thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Shade. Absolutely. You on this special mom. Mother's Day edition, you know, while we're celebrating mothers, really not only for Mother's Day, but really all week long. And we cannot celebrate mothers enough, quite frankly. You know what I mean? Right. You know, and I have just seen you be a phenomenal mother for years. Um, and you just not only develop your children, but you've developed yourself. And um, it is really radiated throughout the entire community. Um, so I must say, well, first of all, tell us who you are and, um, you know, just give us a little background. Um, so to keep it simple, <laughs> look, I'm Keisha. Uh-huh. And I'm a mother of four children, two boys and two girls. Uh, everybody knows me, of course, from my oldest son, Antoine Brooks, and he was just drafted to the Steelers. So you see me Yay. representing round six, pick 198. Yes, I remember. <laughs> Absolutely. So we're very excited about that. So that's great. I mean, I remember. Um, everything from uh all the first of all all the heartwarming stories of Antoine first of all all your children are into something you know um obviously the latest public uh, celebrations that we've seen um obviously have been about Antoine but all your children are phenomenal Uh, I know all the stories and um things that you've shared with me about Antoine on the football field even from him being little and just um the ups and downs I mean everybody sees the ups but the injuries, the, you know, just the different people around you guys and stuff like that. It's not always been um, an easy journey. Kind of give us some background. Well, um, to keep it simple again, you know, um, kids playing sports is always, you know, it's a two-way street. You know, you have all of the accolades, the good stuff, the wins, And then you have the losses, you have the injuries, you know, um, his injury, his senior year was not his first injury. It was just the most devastating one. Wow. Him breaking his ankle and his wrist, the same game, same play, you know, that was a big deal. But, you know, he broke his ankle the year before in a, (laughs) in a championship game, um, And then he's had multiple injuries, you know, concussions. He's had broken bones. He's had, you know, contusions, bruises. You know, there have been plenty of games where he's had to come home and ice up and, you know. I mean, it's part of the game, though. Yeah, so now, but what kept him going? I mean, I remember the one uh, really sweet thing when he hurt himself in his senior year how he, because I know that he has a really a passion for like 
kids and how he would just join some of the other children, some of which had special needs and just kind of joined them and loved on them while he was healing. And, you know, it was, um, and like, they love him, but kind of give yeah. us some background on just um, how he got through that. I mean, and it seemed like he had so much joy. I mean, it seemed like the, the people around him were more upset, like the fans and, and friends right. and family, but he just had this positive spirit and was able to really still pour into other people. Yeah. Um, I always knew Antoine had a following, you know, from like 10th grade, because you could kind of see in the stands that people were there to see him. But when we hit, when he got injured, number one, I never thought that he would like be trending on Twitter, like just for getting injured. Wow. I never thought we would be on the news, mm -hmm. you know. <laughs> I just didn't think people would be that concerned or it would be that big of a deal. You know, mm -hmm. he's a big deal to me, but I'm his mother. You know, I think that day I realized how important he was to a lot of people and not just to us. You know, we have a close knit family on both sides. Mm -hmm. Everybody comes out and supports, um, you know, it's not hard to find between 40 and 60 of us at a game. Right. Okay. Whether it's, it was high school, college, you know, we would come out and represent. And then the thing with the kids, he's just always had an attachment to kids. You know, he uh, had a job his senior year at the elementary school at C.T. Reed, right next door to Duval. When he got injured, those kids wrote him letters. Mm. Like, it was the sweetest. I still have those letters. <laughs> wow. wrote him when he got injured. Okay. Um, he was homeschooled for about four months. Mm -hmm. And then when he came back, he went, um, he started playing bocce ball. That's right. With, with the special needs um, kids at Duval. And he had a good time. And those kids had such a good time with him. Like, oh I went to a gosh. tournament one time. And I was like, first of all, what are y'all playing? <laughs> right. <laughs> but second, they were so into it. Okay. It was just like, like, this is what's up. Like, wow. this is what's up. <laughs> right. And I just loved hearing about how committed and passionate he was to those children and and bocce ball and you know mm -hmm. i mean and just i could see his his little face smiling uh -huh. just you know happy to be there with them and really spend that quality time with them and playing you know just in the game mm -hmm. if you will um and it was just so heartwarming yeah and to him it wasn't him playing with the special needs kids he mm -hmm. was just like oh these are my classmates you know like they love right. me i'm gonna play with them <laughs> yeah <laughs> Right. Yeah. So it was like nothing. I remember yeah. him getting a letter from uh, one of his classmates when he was in the hospital. And the letter just touched me so because the boy basically said that he remembered he used to sit at the lunch table by himself. Hmm. And Antoine used to come over there and always mess with him and tell him he need to come play football and stuff like that. And he right. just, it really meant so much to him for Antoine to always try to include him with the team. And then he said when he got injured, he was so devastated 
And this baby sent Antoine ten dollars. Oh my goodness! Are you serious? It's so sweet. Like that is like the sweetest thing ever. Did he? <laughs> he sent him his hard-earned ten dollars. <laughs> I was like, this thing. Like, okay. Oh my gosh, that is so sweet. It was so cute and sweet, and I, you know, it just further made me realize how much him just being him. Mm-hmm makes such a difference to people. And even in college, you know, I used to see how just him giving his gloves away meant so much to these little kids. Just him taking a picture with them after the game meant so much. You know, he FaceTimed some of these kids. Wow. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> he talks to them after the games. He hugs them. You know, he, he genuinely gives them time. And he genuinely cares about these kids. So he's always had, you know, a special type of connection. I don't really want to say with his fans, mm-hmm. but, <laughs> you know, just with kids in general. Yeah. Yeah. So he's very sweet. That's very awesome. Sweet. That's awesome. I remember, um, just tell us a little bit about you as a, a parent and in particular a mom, how you were able to kind of support him and keep him you know, surrounded with support. Because um, like you mentioned, you know, in the sports world, um, there's ups and there's downs, there's challenges, et cetera. And so how did you manage to, one, keep him safe and surrounded but as well, like not keep him in bubble wrap, so to speak? Because obviously, you know, now he's free to move about the world. Um, so how did you balance those things? In particular um, in the sports, you know, sports world, athlete world. What I will say is this, um, you know, I'm, I'm a very protective mother. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we've had a lot of conversations. We're very close. So, you know, if he has an issue, I'll pretty much tell him how to handle it. Mm-hmm. And if that doesn't work for him, then, you know, I'm like, let me know and I'll come handle it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's just it yeah. all of his coaches every coach he has ever had knows that I don't play so if he got an issue I'm coming mm-hmm. and that's just how I support him now I gotta kind of back off a little bit you know now he's okay. <laughs> getting a little older okay but Oh, I'm gonna come see some Steelers people if they don't treat my baby right. <laughs> oh, I know you will. I know you will. And you don't want the rest of them them family members either. Okay, because all y'all crazy. <laughs> Good crazy. Loving crazy. You're right. But we crazy. Just, we're just protective. Yes. That's all. I don't want anybody to take advantage of my child. Absolutely. You know. I can't keep calling him my baby. He's getting a little sensitive about that. But Okay. You know? <laughs> Absolutely. But I understand because, you know, we've all watched him grow into such a, you know, um, just a great young man and, um, and continuing to make the community, our community here in the gorgeous Prince George's County, Maryland, um, and just really, you know, one of our hometown heroes, so to speak. And just we've watched him all these years. I think everybody who's been around him, but also the community at large, Mm-hmm. has been proud of him you know and don't get me wrong he's able to 
handle himself, mm-hmm. you know, and, and make sure that he gets his point across as far as what he thinks and how he feels, especially when it comes to football, you know, because that's the thing that he's most passionate about, you know. Mm-hmm. Antoine to tell me quick, Ma, he don't know what he's doing. Okay. I don't like this coach. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm like, look, just talk to him. Yeah. Talk to him and let him know. Y'all have to come to an agreement. And that's what he does, you know. Mm-hmm. And I love the relationship he has with his younger siblings, in particular, his little sisters. Kind of tell us about that. How were you able to kind of forge that? I mean, this is this big old football player and then these little girls, you know, and I know they probably tried to push his nerves at times growing up, but um, he just, you know, is such a loving big brother to all his siblings. Um, but I just love to see the interaction with all of them. Well, as far as um, his sisters go, you know, first of all, Sky is an entity in her own. Yes. You know, she's not she's not interested in coming to games. She she didn't even come to draft day. Like she's like, Ma, I I'm gonna be in the house. Okay. Yeah. Like I'll talk to him whenever. <laughs> so she's not enamored. She's just like, okay, Antoine got drafted. Okay, great. <laughs> Absolutely. Aaron, on the other hand, mm-hmm. they call each other butt butt. Okay. She has to go to the games. She has to see her big brother play. You know, he's very affectionate with her mm-hmm. and her with him. But listen, they don't play when it comes to each other. Really? Yes. Like, they have a click. Them two have a click. Okay. Jalen and Sky have a click. And... <laughs> And Darren and Anton have a click. And it's so funny to see how they have clicked up with each other. Really? Yes. Really? Yes. Okay. Yeah. It is so funny. That's so it is cute. So funny. But That's you know, so it's, it's a typical brother, sister, mm-hmm. you know, relationship. And then of course, you know, Jalen lives with him. Yeah. He's been wow. living with him for like the last year. Okay. Now how's that been? Um, you know, they're brothers. Okay. <laughs> uh-huh. So for the most part, it's cool. Mm-hmm. And you would think Antoine would be the protective one because he's the oldest, but Jalen is the protective one. Really? Oh, yes. He don't play. He does not play. And he has low tolerance. So everybody gets his <laughs> Right. Wow. But I just think it's so awesome. I remember just kind of going back a little bit. Um, how um, their dad would run back and forth and just be so into the game. And I just um, can't imagine uh, how that has had to have an effect on not only Antoine and Jalen, but just everyone to see how committed you guys were. I mean, like literally just on the field with a, was it a bullhorn? <laughs> his own bullhorn. He would bring his own bullhorn. Air horn. Yeah. Like, bless him, Lord. You know, <laughs> It's a serious business, okay? Yeah. Listen, I was so happy we got to high school and college where he could not run on the sidelines anymore. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yes, now he has to have some type of self-control when it comes to these games. What? I don't think he's not on the rail. What? So he's wait a minute. On the rail. So he transitioned from running back and forth. So now, tell us about the transition. So what's, what, kind of what, how does he do it now? 
So first of all, he never sits in his assigned seat. Yes, Big Antoine, I'm calling you out. He never sits in his assigned seat. What, so where is he at? What, what? Oh, he's all over the stands. You know, he's Mr. Social. So he got okay. to talk to this person. He got to talk to that person. Then when Antoine looks in the stands looking for us, you know, he got to go talk to Antoine. He got to go down to the rail and talk to Antoine. You know, it's hilarious. <laughs> it's absolutely hilarious. So funny. Sometimes <laughs> I have to be like, sir, sit down. <laughs> Will you sit down? Leave him alone. Wow. I mean, I guess he, he's busy too. You know what I mean? <laughs> he, he has his, his things that he needs to do. So I guess I don't I know mean, what he he's gonna do when we get to the Steelers. <laughs> right. I'm sure he'll find his way. Real, you right. know. Okay. And these Steelers fans are serious. So you're okay. gonna need yes. to stay in your entire seat. <laughs> Absolutely. But I'm sure he'll find a way to, you know, find sure. his niche. I'm sure. So yeah. now how has that been this whole transition? Because obviously from like, you know, elementary to middle school high school, college, which was a big deal in and of itself. And uh, before I even ask this question, I remember um, years ago when he had the injury and um, I just remember literally the up and down of it all with colleges, shed a little bit of light on that experience and kind of what you all did to um, stay strong during that period of time when a lot of the so-called offers and things like that kind of dwindled down. How did you guys stay optimistic? Well, um... So again, you know, I'm very protective. Mm -hmm. So when the offers started to dwindle, you know, he was really down to two offers, which was uh, UMass and Buffalo. Okay. We will be forever grateful to those two teams for sticking it out with him and, you know, keeping the offer on the table, even after his injury. Mm -hmm. um, at the end of the day, it was a business decision to make, you know, when it comes to sports, you figure out early that it's a business where we think it's just a game. No, it is a business. The first time I went to a junior day, they have junior days where you can go to a school and um, you meet the coaches. They measure your kids up literally. Okay. I mean, I watched Antoine pretty much go down an assembly line mm. of you're measuring his head, you're measuring his hands, you're measuring the width of his neck, you're measuring his height, his weight. He's stripping down to his underwear wow. so you can see, you know, what you're getting out of an athlete. That day I realized that, oh, this is a whole business. Like, it's literally like, almost like a cattle call. Yes. Wow. So when it came to the offers, he went from maybe like 18 or so offers down to the two. And then, um, you know, basically the way it went with Maryland is that, you know, they got a new coaching staff. When they got the new coaching staff, of course it was headed by, you know, DJ Durkin. Um, and Coach Azar was one of the coaches. He was the DB coach. Now, to give you a little background on him, Coach Azar used to coach for Friendship Collegiate in D.C. Okay. 
he was looking at Antoine in his, during his pepper mill days. Which was like yeah. elementary or middle, middle school. school. Middle school. Middle okay. School. So we could have sent him to Friendship Collegiate in high school, but I didn't want him going to school in DC. I'm just going to be honest. Mm -hmm. So that's that. Um, so when um, the new coach got hired at Maryland, and from my understanding, you know, they were going to different schools in PG County trying to recruit uh, kids. And every school they went to, the coaches were like, like, forget my kid. You need to go check out Antoine Brooks. Wow. Yeah. So um, they thought that he was injured and was done. You know, like he wasn't coming back. Those coaches, and I, I have to be very thankful for these coaches in this county because they really, you know, stuck their necks out for Antoine and really let Maryland know, like, you got to go check out Antoine Brooks. It's amazing. Like, I don't care what's going on, what kid you looking for. If you're looking for a kid in this county, you got to go check out Antoine Brooks. So that's what they did. You know, uh, they ended up coming to um, Duval and talking to Coach Powell. And when Coach Powell called me, he was just like, you know, Marilyn was up here looking at Antoine. I was like, really? That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, like, and it's looking good. I said, okay, all right. I said, well, we'll see what happens. You know, I didn't want to get excited about mm -hmm. it because, you know, he had already been through so much disappointment. Mm -hmm. So um, we ended up going to, you know, the visit. We went, we did the official visit, which was the last weekend before signing day. You know, they did his x-rays, they talked to him. And just to tell you how small the world is, his doctor, his orthopedic surgeon was Dr. Bolton. Dr. Bolton was one of the best orthopedic surgeons on the East Coast. Wow. That's just how blessed we were when we got to PG and he had to have that surgery, you know, to repair his ankle. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Then Dr. Bolton was actually friends with the Maryland doctor. So they were able to have conversations about how to move forward with Antoine's ankle, you know, the repair, the surgery that was going to be done because he had two surgeries on, on his ankle. Yes. There was the first initial surgery to repair his ankle. And then there was another surgery to replace a screw that was uh, that went through his ankle, they replaced it with another uh, oh type of material so that he'll be able to flex. You know, Whoa. the doctor asked him, did he want to uh, continue to play sports? And he was like, yes. So she was like, okay, we're going to have to replace that big screw. That I mean, it was literally a screw that went the length oh of his ankle. So y'all, if I pass yeah. out on this video, y'all gonna, gonna know why. <laughs> I just fall out the screen. That's the reason why, because just what yeah. Keisha just said. Okay, but all right, yeah. let me. 
they straighten up and fall over. All right, Listen, go ahead. So for people to know, because people need to know this type of stuff. Yeah. For people to really know, people have no idea of what he's been through. People mm -hmm. have no idea that he has a plate in his leg right now. He has eight screws in his leg right now. He has a plate in his wrist right now. Mm. And he has five screws in his wrist. Wow. And so, you yeah. know, yes, I'm protective. Yeah, I don't blame you. That's your child. He's a grown man, but still, you know, yeah, absolutely. Yes. So, like I said, we went to Maryland. We liked the coaching staff. Antoine had a good time, almost too good of a time. Okay. He enjoyed himself. Okay. <laughs> we came home. We got with his coach. You know, um, his coach took him out to eat, talked to him. Because Antoine wasn't totally convinced at first. Mm -hmm. You know, Antoine has this loyalty that is, you know, out of this world. So he really wanted to kind of stick to the two teams that had been there for him. And I didn't blame him, but again, it was a business decision. Yeah. And we literally did our research. Okay. Like, your, your goal is to get to the next level, to get to the NFL. We literally went and found out how many NFL players came out of UMass, how many NFL players came out of Buffalo, how many came out of Maryland. The decision wasn't hard. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. I mean, it's a relationship, you know, it needs to be yeah. there's some equity. Right. And Maryland, yeah, mm -hmm. Maryland is an amazing school. Education-wise, it is an amazing school. Maryland alum is insane. Mm. You know, um, their network is crazy. And then on top of that, he was close to home. You know, I know my child. Mm -hmm. He would have went crazy in Buffalo. And I probably would have went crazy trying to figure out how to get to Buffalo. Absolutely. Oh, I know you would have. <laughs> you would have been right there. <laughs> yes. You the rest of them, you're the rest of them uh, staple people. Would have been right there. Riding shotgun. Absolutely. <laughs> right. like, what's the address? Like, it's, it's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Right. Are we riding together? Are we ride separately? What are we doing? But right. we're gonna ride. <laughs> we going. <laughs> Absolutely. So then just kind of what was the transition like um after college and into you know the NFL? Um just take us to that day, in fact, or maybe the days up to the draft. Okay, so you know, again, like I said, this is a business. Mm -hmm. So um it was really a process that started kind of his junior year um you know agents started calling pretty early mm -hmm. um <clears throat> there was really like a it was a huge like weeding out process as far as you know talking to agents and trying to figure out who was going to be the best fit for him mm -hmm. you know um i met some agents that i didn't like at all. I met some agents that I liked, but mm, you know, like you don't have enough experience or whatever it was. And then again, like I said, I'm a research person. Mm -hmm. So 
you can come and talk to me after a game, but I'm going to look you up and I'm going to find out who, who else you represent. Mm-hmm. What kind of business do you do? Have you ever had complaints? You know, like to me, you want a cut of my son's check. I hear you. So we're going to make sure that if you're getting us cut of my son's check, you're going to do your job and you're going to do it well. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that was very important to me, um, and I'm just going to say it because, you know, I don't have any cut cards. It was very important to me for him to be uh, with a black man that had a certain type of presence, mm-hmm. a certain type of attitude, a certain type of business mind. Because at the end of the day, football is not going to last forever. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to make sure that whoever Antoine was partnered with, he was going to be able to teach him. He was going to be able to nurture him. He was going to be able to mentor him and make sure that, you know, at the end of the day, Antoine will be a businessman that I don't have to look after. Absolutely. You know, mm-hmm. and I think we chose a very good agent, you know, his name is Adisa Bakari with the Sports and Entertainment Group. Yes, I'm giving them a shout out because I love them. (laughs) And, you know, um, he's been very forthcoming. He's been very honest. The whole process, how everything was going to go, he's he's basically led us the entire way. Um, And and I'm going to tell you something. The re- one of the reasons why Adisa got the job over other people is because Adisa listened. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of agents were calling Antoine. Antoine didn't have time. He didn't have the energy. He didn't have, he, didn't, he don't have the business savvy for him to handle talking to agents and trying to figure out, you know, who is the best person for me. So we had agreed his junior year if anybody starts calling, you just send them to me. A lot of those agents never called me. Mm. You know, so just the fact that you want to try to talk to the kid. Right. And, and yes, I'm saying the kid. Mm-hmm. You want to try to talk to the kid, but you you have no interest in talking to the parent. Well, that mm-hmm. actually off the list very fast. Mm-hmm. You know, um, like I said, Adisa reached out to Antoine. Antoine let him know I'm focusing on my last year and my last season. You know, just go ahead and call my mother. He called me. Mm -hmm. He called me. We had a conversation. We ended up having a meeting. Um, the, The meeting was very productive. I was very impressed. And I still kept the options open even after meeting with him. But it was really like a no comparison type thing. You know, I talked to other people, met with other people, and it was just like, mm, no. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And then, and then I'm big on, I'm big on feelings. You know, I'm going to handle the business side of it as far as doing my research, seeing who they represent seeing how they represent themselves out in the world. Cause you know, I don't want nobody that's going to uh, make my son look bad. Yeah. You know, 
Um, however, I'm also big on feelings. You know, how do I feel when I'm around you? Is this somebody that my son is going to be comfortable with? You know, mm -hmm. um, Adisa didn't even meet Antoine until the season was completely over. He, I didn't even give him Antoine's number mm. until I was comfortable with him being his agent. Yeah. Wow. It was serious. Yeah, like, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, it makes sense because when you look at, um, like you mentioned, no one career will or can last a lifetime necessarily. You know, I guess it obviously depends on what industry and that kind of thing. But I think right. when you think about, um, like you said, children i mean you know high school college and you know obviously we know that after 18 you're an adult but still you know uh, he's focused on the studies he's focused on you know his team and that's an entity in and of itself worrying about all of that of course not to say that he's out of the process he's he's you know um will be brought in like you said mentored and nurtured etc but i think you know looking at it from a holistic standpoint that's important and people to respect that right right mm -hmm. and, and like i said you know Adisa did respect it. Mm -hmm. And that in turn made me respect him a lot more. Wow. Um, so like I said, you know, as far as the process, you know, school ended and within two weeks he was in Florida training. So, you know, and he was gone, you know, he, he was blessed enough to get the senior bowl invitation. Um, and then of course, we got the combine invite, you know, to the NFL scouting combine. So, you know, all of that was blessings. And then it turned out to be an extra blessing considering this whole coronavirus situation where pro yes. day, you know, he didn't get to do a pro day. So under mm -hmm. normal circumstances, you know, if you go to the combine, you don't have to do every exercise. You could choose to do certain exercises at home at your pro day, at your school's pro day. Well, that never happened. Even if you mess up at the combine and you want to improve on something, you usually get a chance to do that at pro day. That never happened. Oh so, yeah, so this whole um, recruiting process, you know, there's usually a time where you can go meet with teams. Mm -hmm. you, know, you have in-person team interviews, you know, and different things, in-team, in-person workouts, the scouting period, which never happened because of the coronavirus. Mm, wow. I can imagine. It's like almost everything that we know has been shaken and been altered in some way uh, with the pandemic. So I can imagine it as well had a toll and an impact on, you know, what you guys uh, experienced. Right. And, and really, um, so yeah, so it's just been a process. It's been a whole, um, to be honest with you, I'm so happy that the draft is over. I'm happy that we know where we're going. Mm -hmm. Even though under normal circumstances, he will already be in Pittsburgh right now. Mm -hmm. Um, but of course, due to the virus, he can't go anywhere until um, July. Okay. Right. So, 
um, a lot of things are having to be altered due to the virus in order for stuff to continue, you know, as it is right now, the NFL season is going to, you know, go on as normal mm -hmm. as of now. Okay. So with that being said, um, you know, from my understanding, you know, things are being pushed back. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see how, uh, this whole thing is going to play out, how the process is going to play out. Um, you know, what's going to be different. Sure. You know, from, uh, normal times. Mm -hmm. Um, so I don't know. I, I'm just kind of ready to, like I said, I'm glad the draft is over. I'm glad he knows where he's going. Yeah. He's very happy. He's very comfortable, you know, with the staff, with everybody that he's talked to and met, look, via FaceTime. Sure, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I saw the Twitter um, where Coach Tomlin was calling Antoine. It was just a, such an amazing clip. Um, mm -hmm. And I can only imagine just the relationship that they're going to forge, you know, in these next few years. Right. One thing I will say about Antoine is that he usually has a great relationship with his coaches. Mm -hmm. You know, um, whenever mm -hmm. I meet a new coach, it's so funny because I'll tell them, I'm like, look, Antoine is spoiled, okay? He's spoiled, but don't play with him. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you can kind of joke, hee hee ha ha, but don't play with him, you know? Be very straightforward with what you mm -hmm. want from him, you know, what type of player you want him to be, you know, and he's going to, you know, I told him a long time ago that you always have to speak up for yourself. And, you know, if you feel like something isn't right, then you need to speak on it, you know, sure. and, and he definitely does. Um, <laughs> so I'm like, you know, but don't play with him, you know, be stern with him. Let him know, you know, which, what it is that you expect from him. And, you know, he, he's going to get, the thing about Antoine, he's going to give 110% every time he steps on that field. And it doesn't matter who they're playing. It doesn't matter how much they're losing. Mm. I've seen him, you know, I'm like, can we please get on a team that has, you know, and I'm just going to say it, some real fans. That, you know, I don't want to be the only one yelling. Yeah. <laughs> you know, had me looking crazy because I'm the right. only one in the stands yelling. At it. Right. 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 So, you know, like I said, I think it's just going to be a whole different experience for us. And I'm really looking forward to see, you know, just how different it's going to be. Absolutely. It's an exciting time. I mean, um, I just felt like, you know, when um, draft day, just all the excitement in the neighborhood and just everybody that was watching, everybody that was there on the street, right. in the house. And I just you know, really felt it, even just kind of watching it live um, when you had posted it. And so I'm really excited for you guys. I'm excited to get my jersey. You know, my kids will look, they'll, they'll wear their jerseys, you know, <laughs> you know, the backstory, but we're all happy to um, not only support, but act a fool. Mm -hmm with you guys and um <clears throat> so it's exciting can you like leave us just a couple of last words of encouragement to the mothers who may be you know whether they're sports moms or not 
um, just to kind of keep moving uh, forward with their kids through the ups and the downs? Um, what the main thing I'll say is this, um, trust me, I'm not a, a perfect mother by any means. Um, I definitely don't know everything, but what I will say is that, uh, especially for sports mothers, because I feel like it needs to be said, you know, when you, um, when you allow your kids to go to these schools, you know, you meet these coaches, whatever relationship it is that you build with them, always know that that is your child. And regardless to what a coach tells you, what what type of, uh, you know, I don't want to say hype because, you know, some coaches are genuine, but, you know, a recruitment is a recruitment. And they're going to tell you exactly what they feel like you need to hear in order to get your kid to their school. And as a parent, it is our responsibility to make sure that we continue to communicate with our children, to make sure that whatever is supposed to be going on is what is actually going on. You know, I've heard too many stories of parents mm -hmm. whose kids are going to the hospital and they have no clue that their kids, kids even went to the hospital, to me, that's completely unacceptable. You know, Antoine didn't make a move without calling me. Wow. You know, there's no, um, he's going to the emergency room and I don't know about it, college campus or not. You know, he's going to make sure he calls me. And I think that, you know, uh, parents need to make sure that they really develop these relationships when their kids are in high school. So when they do go to college, it's not an issue for them to call them and let them know like, hey, Antoine will call me if somebody stepped on his foot and his foot was bruised. Yeah. Because he knew that if I saw him limping and I didn't know what was happening, that was like, oh, what coach I need to talk to? Mm -hmm. And really, coaches need to know that you are that type of parent mm -hmm. that's going to hold them accountable when you put your child in their hands. They need to know that. Because otherwise, I'm not saying they're going to do whatever they want to do, but things happen at these schools that parents have no clue what's happening until it's too late. So you gotta make sure that you communicate with your, that, that's probably the most important thing, the best advice that I can give to any parent that has a kid going to college, period. Okay, absolutely. Wow. Make sure you communicate with your kids and you have a good enough relationship that when anything happens, they're gonna call you and let you know what's happening wow that's amazing no i think that's um could be said of like you mentioned even outside of sports whether it's chorus or music or what have you um you know that we continue to stay engaged at all you know in all the phases um mm -hmm. of our child's career and life their uh, educational you know career um 
and even just just everything about them you know we need to be engaged and i think at a time now with technology and like other people kind of coming in and telling you what they think you want to hear or need mm-hmm. to hear to have them have you do what they want you to do that right. which may or may not be in your best interest or your child's best interest you know right and then you know just to keep it real you know there's there's sex on these campuses okay. there's drugs on these campuses mm-hmm. you know and if you don't communicate with your kids in order to know what they're engaging in then you know you could be in for a rude awakening and have no clue what's going on with your child wow that's so sad mm-hmm. and i wonder how many times that happens but we don't hear about it right I'm sure yeah. it happens a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sure it happens a lot. And, you know, I, I've been to plenty of football meetings, you know, parent meetings, and I've stood up and said, you know, I don't know what kind of relationships y'all have with your kids, but my kid, that's not happening. He's not going to the hospital without letting me know what's going on. He's not getting injured without letting me know what's going on, you know. Every game, we're there after the game. I'm taking him home. I know his back hurts. I know yeah. his neck hurts. I know his shoulder hurts. Mm-hmm. I know that he has this wrapped up, that wrapped up. What treatments he going to end up having to get on that Sunday? You know, and I follow up. Did you get this checked out? What did they x-ray that? Did you find out? <laughs> this right. Sure. Wow. And you, and you mm-hmm. have to because... Yeah. Again, like I said, you know, yes, they're young adults, but they don't understand the extent to, you know, what an injury that they don't think is something serious can, you know, affect them in the long run. Absolutely. Long run as in uh, actual career and even post-career. Right. So, I mean, come on, we need all all your parts to be functioning well. At the end of the day, I need you to be walking straight. Mm-hmm. not bent over not with a, a a bend in your leg you know I need you to be walking straight I need all of your stuff to be functioning Yeah. I need you to be able to grow old and still have your wits about you so you know you just have well, you have to be you know protective but not over absolutely so how can people uh, follow this journey? Um, I know that Antoine is on social media, but like, how can people just kind of stay engaged to the whole process? They want to, you know, obviously support him and kind of support all what you guys are doing. Um, well, I could put that also in the description as well, too. So, yes, you know. um, because Antoine's social media name is at twando and i don't know how many e's is on it okay (laughs) i'll list it look i can't keep up and then um you know mine i'm new to instagram i'm new to twitter so don't ask me what my name is because i don't list that too look (laughs) i'll find it for you and i'll list it Right, because I have no idea what my information is. Okay, that's okay. Listen, I listen. You know, I understand. <laughs> in, in this quarantine with these children, okay. Right. All I can tell you is I'm Keisha Staples on Facebook. Okay, got you. <laughs> All right, and I'll list that too. 
Right. So I'm thinking about starting a vlog. Mm-hmm. I'm still kind of toying with the idea of doing this vlog for his rookie season. Okay. You know, um, apparently people think I'm hilarious. You know? Girl, I've been laughing <laughs> for years. Okay. For years, I have been just <laughs> And especially when it comes to, I guess, Antoine and sports, you know, they yeah. think I'm really funny. So, I mean, we'll see. Yeah, but it's heart, it's heartwarming things, and you know, and I think that with everything that's going on around us, um, this is so unreal. It feels like I think people are looking for something that they can, that's heartwarming, um, and that also they can learn something from. So I think it's great. You don't, you don't me. I say do it. Right. So, Right. I mean, I, I, I'm I'm going to get it together because mm-hmm. you know, first of all, what else do I have to do right now? And <laughs> and then um, you know, Antoine's funny too. Oh, so, I know. Yeah, he's hilarious. He's a mess. Listen, Jalen is hilarious. Aaron is hilarious. Right. Sky Justman's antisocial. I'm gonna work on her. Okay. But. <laughs> But I think between Erin's dancing and her her portions of it, because I know that she has a whole league of her own Don't videos. Give me I won't. I have seen okay. her videos. Very, she's very serious. Yes. With her and routines. it's so funny, because I think her and Antoine are interested in the entertainment industry at the end of the day. So, yeah, I think right. that's hilarious. I think you, you should. You know, just do them as often or as little as you as what feels mm-hmm. right for right now and kind of see where it goes you know yeah yeah i said maybe i'll just do you know like a rookie season mm-hmm. vlog and kind of see you know how it goes okay well listen y'all heard it here first right we got the exclusive on that keisha i want to thank you i want to say happy mother's day to you and your beautiful mother mm-hmm. and to all the mothers out here um who are watching either now or at some point, happy Mother's Day. And happy I'm Mother's grateful. Day to you, Charmaine. Thank you. I'm surprised you guys didn't hear my kids upstairs. <laughs> you know, uh, probably so. I don't know. Uh-huh. Um, we're going to roll through it during this quarantine. You know, they haven't attacked me. I haven't attacked them. So right. it's a good thing. It's positive. We're getting right. better at that. You know, we're moving forward. Um, but um, again, Keisha, thank you so much. And um, guys, until next time, we shall see you on have you subscribed? If not, what are you waiting for? For show ideas or to possibly be a featured guest, visit our website at www.thegumnetwork.com for more details.